Well, good afternoon in my neck of the woods, but for you it may be morning or it may be evening. Whatever time of day it is, I welcome you to Wow, what a show. And I ask the Lord to bless you right where you are. Know that he is where you are. Never need him. He's a breath away. I am so grateful that you have stopped in and that you will be joining us today in our reading of Proverbs chapter 24. Remember, this is Wow, what a show. And every day, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, Psalm 19, that the heavens are the declaring the glory of God. The firmament is showing forth his handiwork. I'm sorry, I'm multitasking as usual and therefore <laughs> uh, uh, looking this way and that and trying to, you know, eating up my words here. But that's what's happening in every day of our lives. God is speaking through his handiwork and we see it and we know it. He is indeed the star of the ages. God is both author and finisher. I'm telling you, he's a good God. And it doesn't matter where we live. And sometimes I wonder how he managed to set me in this part of the world. And what would it be like if I had been born in another part of the world? Well, the same story would exist for me as for those who are there, that the heavens are declaring the glory of God. And there's no place, according to this psalm, that that voice is not heard. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is indeed, wow, what a show. I am your host, Phyllis. <clears throat> and remember, we are the podcast outreach, the live version of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And if you would like to uh, visit our site, <clears throat> you would hear so much more. We have many recorded episodes there and we've entered into you know, a series for children. So by the grace of God, I'm so glad that you're here. And we have a very special reader today. I promised you yesterday that it was going to be good. I said, whoever reads is going to be good. Didn't quite know, but now we know. And I'd like to introduce him at this moment. He is <clears throat> Brother Daniel Kane. And, you know, I've gotten into the habit of saying brother and sister because I'm now in a Protestant tradition <laughs> that I've never been in before. And we have never in my, you know, in my going to church and fellowship, we never addressed each other as brother, sister, that kind of stuff, you know, uh, but it's all good. And I think I kind of like it because um, it puts us in relationship and we recognize that relationship. So by his grace and power, I would like now to say hi, Daniel. Hey, how are you? It's good to be here. I Yeah, it is so good to have you. I'm so grateful. Let me tell you, I got him on the dime, but he's here. Praise the Lord. And I know the Lord is going to do great and wonderful things through his reading. So we might just as well get started, Daniel. Uh, hopefully we will have at least our regulars come in again. It's just a, uh, the, the, a couple of us right now, but you know, the Lord knows to whom he's appointed uh, the hearing of his word. And so you can take off like you want to and when you want to. Cool, cool. Uh, so today's Proverbs 24. Uh, right, so. Hold up, one sec. Okay. Okie dokie, Proverbs 24, starting in verse 1. Uh, this is mm -hmm. the ESV version, it's my version of preference, you know. Not the best. Okay. Just what I like. Um, so, uh, verse one: Be not envious of evil men, uh, nor desire to be with them, for their hearts devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is full of strength. And a man of knowledge enhances his might. Uh, for by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Uh, and in verse 7, uh, wisdom is too high for a fool. In the gate he does not open his mouth. Uh, whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. Uh, and the devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to mankind. If you faint in the day of adversity, uh, your strength is small. <laughs> Rescue those who are being <laughs> taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? 
and will he not repay man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Uh, know that wisdom is such to your soul, and if you find it, there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Uh, do no violence to his home, for the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and be displeased, and turn away his anger from him. Uh, fret not yourself because of evildoers, and be not envious of the wicked, for the evil man has no future, and the lamp of the, wick, uh, the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the king, and do not join with those who do otherwise, for disaster will arise suddenly from them, and who knows uh, the ruin that will come from them both. Uh, verse 23, there are also, uh, these also are sayings of the wise. Partiality in judging is not good. Whoever says to the wicked, you are in the right, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Uh, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. Be not a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. Uh, I passed by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense, and behold, it was all overgrown with thorns, the ground was covered with nettles, and his stone wall was broken down. And I saw it and considered it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little, you know, folding of the hands to rest, and uh, poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And that's, uh, that's the end Amen. of the chapter. Well read, beautifully done. You want to get us started with any of these that uh, kind of struck your, you know, your, your mind or made you stop and contemplate? Uh, sure. Uh, hey, give me one second. Let me scroll up and find, uh, find something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just verse one, you know, be not envious of evil men, you know, nor desire to be yeah. with them. Uh, you know, and it kind of goes on to tell you why, you know, because their hearts devise violence and their lips, you know, talk of trouble. But uh, I mean, at least for me, you know, I think that's something I've tended to struggle with, you know, kind of being like, man, I wish I had what these people had, you know, I wish, you know, I was kind of like hanging out with them, you know, because they're kind of like the, the in crowd, you know. Um, <laughs> but I mean, here is telling me like not to do that. Uh, don't even desire to be with them or around them, you know, keep no company with them. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm honestly yeah. I'm not entirely sure why it says that, but I mean, it says what it says. Can't argue with it, you know. Yes. <laughs> so I, I like that it, it, it struck your attention, right? Because we have in the reading of the Proverbs, we, we've come a upon a, a proverb that admonishes us against e envy. And um, I'm glad you you said what you said too, because as young people, we, we have all of us wanted to be uh, accepted, right, in the crowd. And so you look at the popular ones and you think, you know, they kind of got it going on. And you look at those who seem at ease in the crowd and at ease with the party and at ease with all those things that are going on. And you want to be there and you want to be that and you want to, uh, you know, uh, have their attention, so to speak, maybe. Or you look at others who are doing very well and uh, making all A's or, you know, they're in this club and that club and they are being cited for this thing or that thing. And uh, maybe they come from, you know, kind of wealthy homes. And so they drive a car at a time when we don't have the car or they're wearing really great clothes. You know, there are many reasons that we can look outward and have a desire for what we see. 
So, Daniel, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, when that happens, is it possible that would we could be um, sort of oblivious to what they see when they look at us or what others see? Uh, you mean like would you say, as the, the not evil people look at the evil people? You're talking about like... Yeah, yes. Yes. When we look out there and we see all this stuff going on and these people look so um, prosperous and they look so happy and so in the know, right? We, we have a tendency to feel like we're not in the know like we want we want what they have and i'm i'm asking and i'm asking to the the studio audience as well could it be that you are overlooking or not thinking that when people look at you not that you are evil not that you're evil at all but when they look back at you that they could also have similar thoughts what do you think uh i mean appearances are you know, can be very deceptive, you know, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. standing out here in a park right now, there are a lot of people walking by and, you know, I mean, I don't know anything about these people, you know, I'm just assuming what I'm right. assuming just based on, you know, first impressions, just the way they look, you know, and, you know, different yes. kinds of people out here, you know, I got, you know, I'm in the middle of Cary, there are a lot of wealthy people out here, uh, you mm -hmm. know, they look the part, you know, they look real nice, you know, got the car, got the house, all that stuff, you know. And not that I don't mm -hmm. think any, any of those things are bad in and of themselves, but mm -hmm. you know what I see. At least this is my, uh, I guess, interpretation. You know, I mean, not everything that looks good, you know, on the outside, necessarily means everything is good on the inside. And you know, I mean, if these people are living without the Lord, you know, which is unfortunately the case for most of them, you know, this is like mm -hmm. all they have. You know, it's just. This is all they ever they're ever gonna get. Um, a lot of it's just it's just it's empty pleasure, empty like mm. fulfillment, you know, uh, just distractions, mm. kind of just various things to kind of keep you going in life, but none of them really ultimately satisfy, yes. you know, which we all what we all need, which is you know, you know, salvation, you know, reconciliation with God. Um, Amen. And so, you know, just looking, it's easy to be like, man, you know, I kind of want what they have. Almost in a way, there's like a freedom, I think, that can kind of come mm -hmm. with not being concerned with following the Lord, you know, because you're, you're just kind of like the God of yourself. You're, you're not, you're not mm -hmm. accountable to anyone. But, mm -hmm. I mean, that's also like a lie, you know, in that there's, there's freedom in that. Because what looks like freedom is actually, it's just bondage to uh, things that only lead to death, you know, and I mean, death, you know, separation and ultimately like separation from God, you know, and if people knew that, you know, it wouldn't be, I mean, I don't think there would be as much excitement about uh, just, just stuff that really doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, stuff you're not gonna be thinking about when you're, you know, on your deathbed, breathing your last breath. I mean, mm. just, you know, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, I'm just looking at these people and you know this is what i'm thinking what you're um, thinking yeah look at me like you know, no one can really tell you're a christian just by looking at you and so i have my own right. look you know i'm sure they're thinking things you know and even if they know i'm a christian <laughs> also thinking other things like man i wonder if he's like he must think he's so you know better than the rest of us or you know high and mighty mm -hmm. you know look at the way he dresses you know stuff mm. like that and i mean i don't know i mean that's right that's good. That's very good. You brought out some really exceptional points. And uh, the, this proverb specifically says not to be envious of evil men. Now, how then do we judge who is right and who is evil, right? There has to be some descriptive um, manifestation that would, would cause us to, to kind of know the difference. And I'm not sure that the word really um, gives us leeway to assume anything about anybody, right? So when we see evil men, there is a practice then that is going on. And so 
I, I took it into the high school. I should have done that. I, I was a little off in my own thinking there, and I, I look back at it. But let's let's look again at those who purport um, greatness, right? But their deeds are the deeds of evil. We could start in many places uh, that purport to have a, a reputation. You're sitting there. You should have be a man of good reputation, <clears throat> and yet you um, showing yourself to be a man of evil deeds. This is what I believe is really to the point here, not to envy against that which seems to have it all together. So <clears throat> if a person has money, and immediately what comes to my mind, Daniel, are the stars, you know, and the people in power, like we look at the royal family, right? And there's some evil deeds going on among some of those people. And I wouldn't look at them, any of them, and say you are evil or wicked, but I would say that their deeds do not um, do not bring honor to their name. And then we look at uh, many people who have you know, they're in, in um, theater or they're in the song industry or they're in the gaming industry, whatever. And we get wind of their um, reputations. Then there are those people who are near and about us that we observe and there is nothing godly about them, but they have all this stuff. I think you are absolutely right. You are looking at these people, you know, the big house, the big car, the you know, the name brand clothes, the name brand car, yeah, as a matter of fact, the name brand house, everything is just like big and out there. And there's a warning here to not be envious. Now I started with the question, this is one I really want to go back to as well. Uh, oh, your Fresh and Spaces says, yes, we might sometimes think we have nothing much when we compare ourselves. Absolutely. We may think that because what God has done in each man is given him brilliance. And in the redeemed, he has actually put his own spirit. You see, he has awakened us to himself so that we have a fellowship there. And you also now have not only the potential, but the possession of those things which makes for abundant life besides the gifts that he's given you. And you walk a different walk and you talk a different talk. And so people could be looking at you and be also desiring that that you have or what you manifest in your lifestyle and that's something I want I want to always uh, remind young people of you know there is a strange attractiveness about evil there is a lure to those things which look so in inviting pleasure and and the possessions you know and being around others and just you know being free to do this thing i like it too daniel when you said we become the god of ourselves no accountability no one to uh have to uh, respond to no one to have to give an account to you're just free and sometimes when you talk to people who are that they will tell you not to tell them about God or any such thing. So this one is excellent. I love it. I'm so glad that you uh, were drawn to it because envy, as it is written in the 23rd chapter of Proverbs, and I think it says verse 17 there. I don't know. That's, we read it yesterday. Envy it can, can lead to many, many wrong uh, choices. And therefore, you want to stay out of that camp and you want to come into the camp of recognizing that God has done something very special in even you, even though you can't see it. We don't pay much attention to ourselves like that. Some of us don't. Some of us do. You know, the high-minded do. Those people who are self-focused all the time. But in general, we don't see our own good looks. And you know, God, he's got somebody looking at everybody saying, wow, how good looking are they? We don't see that. We don't see the, the value and the beauty of our own gifts. And you don't know that someone might also be praying for the very thing that God has given you, right? So be be aware of that while you might be tempted to envy all that other stuff. And remember, the, when we seek pleasure, when we seek pleasure, and when we seek the temporal, there is a price to pay if you should gain it all and by whatever means you know it would come to you. So 
Excellent. Let's move on. Is there another one? Is there another one? Well, I mean, just kind of like to add on to verse one, uh, down in verse 19, it's, you know, it says, fret not yourself because of evildoers and be not right. envious of the wicked. So, you know, same thing. Don't envy the wicked. Uh, for the yeah. evil man has no future. The lamp of the wicked uh, will be put out. Um, and that just kind of just makes me think, I mean, I was kind of talking about, you know, about the material things, things we see uh, yeah. that kind of incline us to, you know, judge one way or another about someone. But I mean, just wickedness and evil in general doesn't necessarily have to do with having things. You know, I mean, you can be evil and have nothing and still be just as evil. Uh, That's but, right. I, mean, I guess I, this kind of answers. My, I was like, I don't know why I said that in the beginning, but I mean, you know, the evil man has no future. You know, so uh, the things that he looks forward to, uh, things that you know get him up in the morning, just like you know, mm -hmm. eventually they're gonna fade away. You know, this is it's not like we're gonna live here forever. You know, and you know, the a, a child of God, you know, righteous person has not just, you know, I mean, this life to look forward to, but, you know, the next one after it, you know, life with the Lord. Uh, it just kind of makes me think, you know, there's really no point. Yeah. And, you know, envying these people because it's, like, it's like they don't they don't have what, like they they seem to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And haven't experienced. I'm so, what would you say? Want to repeat oh, no, it? I was, I was done, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's real good. That connection is absolutely wonderful. And and we have an inheritance in the Lord that the wicked do not. And we certainly do prefer it when we, you know, when you allow yourself to think about it and look deep into what is really going on. Okay. He, uh, very good, very good, very good. Now, I went down to... Um, Let's see. Verse verses one and two hold together. Uh, so verse two says, um, oh, well, they all they, they hold together. Their lips talk of mischief, for their heart studieth oppression. Yes, and and I'm glad you said Daniel too that uh, all all people with money are not wicked, and all wicked people don't have money. <laughs> You're right. So when I, and I think that's what took me into the school. You can actually be in a place where, the, you know, just the community and and uh, discern the deeds of the of wicked people, wicked people that, who are, you know, they could be your age, they could be oh, a little older, they could be younger, they could be amongst in your peer a group, as a matter of fact, your age group. And so you have to make sure that you are staying far from it. And the, 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 I'm telling you, the lure is, or the temptation is to join in with the group. You brought that out in your first statements, to join in so that you don't stand out, you see, or to join in because it looks like there's so much fun going on. And for a while there may be fun, but when when that, you know, those uh, plans of, for mischief and there's all kinds of stuff that young people can get into. I remember in high school, my, my sister's best friend, at, on prom, prom night and her boyfriend were in, you know, in the car, I guess they were going from high school to uh, after prom party. See, we used to do that in high school too, you know, you young. <laughs> anyway, they, the streets, of course, were not uh, heavily traveled that time of the morning, you know, probably 12, one o'clock in the morning. And he just took off speeding fast, fast. Let me tell you how they died that morning in a car accident, you see, the enticement of uh, going fast. And who can but say that another friend was there w along with them, you know, doing all of this. And I remember that death in the house, very sad. She was the eldest in her family and uh, that family suffered greatly. Uh, the loss was amazing when you are that young, but there was the temptation, you see, to do something that was not in right standing with the Lord. They just went for it and have been drinking, you know, the whole nine. It, it doesn't go well uh, for many of us. And then for some of us, God forbears and he brings us through. 
into mercy and he allows us to continue life. And and so what he's warning against, because we don't know who will and who won't, is to not go into a place uh, that is uh, an entrapment through your envy. I like that very much. Okay, so and now Daniel, we read verse five, which I find fascinating. And I think you did too, because you kind of chuckled. Um, a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases might. For by wise guidance, you shall make your way, your war. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You have any any thoughts on that one? Uh, <laughs> I do, I think. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. So a wise man is full of strength. Uh, which kind of makes me think. I'm, 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 I'm not sure if it's. I don't think it's saying uh, that every strong man is wise. But <laughs> if you are a wise man, uh, by the just the, the natural result of increasing in wisdom, I think, is increasing in strength. In a sense, wisdom, I think, is strength. Um, someone put it to me once as, you know, wisdom is godly knowledge in action. I'm not sure if that's, the, you know, all-encompassing definition, but, uh, you know, it takes strength to put something into action. And, uh, you know, if you're putting knowledge that the Lord has given you, you know, uh, just applying his word to your life, you know, uh, mm -hmm. In the sense that it does take a certain measure of strength to do that, because you know we're all naturally born in sin. You know, see, mm -hmm. not, you know, we're not really inclined to do that, and so it kind of like there's like a strength that kind of goes against our natural inclination. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's also like an encouragement, like saying, okay, you know, if like a man of knowledge enhances his might, you know, uh, and increases his might. Uh, you know, I'm just reading it like, okay, if I want to be a man of knowledge, like I should uh, increase my might. Okay, <laughs> by getting more wisdom. <laughs> <or something. laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, very good. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's so, okay. So. Uh, think about it. I, I like that very much. When you get wisdom, what wisdom does is is allows you uh, to apply knowledge and understanding in a in in a particular context, right? So uh, it was a wise thing for President Kennedy to take the action he did that we now read about that uh, squelched the. Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. I think if I remember that event that came to me, I don't know why, but the, his missiles, the, the Cuban prime minister there or president, whatever his name is, had his missiles aimed at the United States and we were expecting nuclear war, right? And that was a, I think that was an ultimatum on the table. And somebody checked behind me to make sure I'm saying this right. Um, and, and President John F. Kennedy called the bluff but he didn't know it was a bluff, you see. But he responded with a certain wisdom and it saved the U.S. from that crisis. Now, that's what I think also is entailed in this word. To have the knowledge, uh, of, to have a knowledge, right? And then to be contextually aware. And when we are in Christ, God, we hear the spirit of God speaking. And that is really wisdom, truly, by all means. You know, we'll maybe you, some of you may learn some of these things, but when you learn them, you know that it's not you thinking, it is really the Lord God guiding. And then, so so you know this, a wise man is strong, yes, a man of knowledge increases might, for by wise guidance thou shalt make thy war. You see, right then and there, you stop and you say, Father, what shall I do? What is to be done now? And you will hear, See, that's the wisdom is saying, Father, right? And waiting. And then you will hear and you follow that strength. That is strength. And when you are wise, just 
acting out of these wise saying gives brings you to another uh, uh, wisdom or an understanding, and that is that in and of myself, I can do no really strong thing, but the Spirit of God working in me can do that. And sometimes it may be a direct quote from the, the Bible that would give you your direction, and sometimes it might be actually the voice of God. So there it is. I love that. Thank you very much for that. And then verse seven says, wisdom is too high for a fool. He opens not his mouth in the gate. So uh, now I think we might be in the same commentary here. And I like it. In ancient times, the elders of the people are the rulers and principal men of the city were accustomed to having their assemblies at the city gate or in the city gate where open spaces were available. So a fool would not dare to speak in the presence of the wise men. Wisdom and a fool are incompatible. See, I like that because really a fool has no knowledge. And the Bible says that a fool is said in his heart that there is no God. So a fool is, not, is acting in folly. And if he speaks, it is coming out of a heart that is filled with what? Folly, no knowledge you know, devising maybe even mischief. So that one is is, is a bounce off of, 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 of a tradition, but it is also a truth for people who, remember a fool is also one who cannot be criticized. You cannot guide them. They reject everything. If you reprove them at any point, they will what? Hate you. So then how can a fool, how can a person who is not wise begin to speak to those who have wisdom. Now, in today's world, people do it all the time. You know, there are foolish hearted people who will speak no matter what, because they really think they have that right. And under our constitution and our way of life, they do. <laughs> but remember somebody, I think it's my aunt from California. She said the girl was beautiful until she opened her mouth to speak. You see, she was dressed to the nine. She had the hair right. Everything was going well. And she opened her mouth to speak. And suddenly, who she really was or who she, you know, uh, showed up because that's what's in the heart of, of people. And it's not a pretty condition to live in. We really do want to attain knowledge and then uh, let the Lord speak. So, Daniel, we're going on into. Uh, oh, I know you chuckled at verse 24. If thou faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, didn't you? <laughs> I heard you laugh. Yeah. Fear in the day of, of, of adversity or when there's cha challenge. <clears throat> okay, 11 through 13. Yes, ma'am, we're coming there. So if the, we are in verse 10 now. So uh, your strength is small if you faint. Now, the Lord says we are not to faint, that it, we are to wait and, and know that the victory is going to be won through Jesus Christ because in Christ there is always victory. Oh, we might have to, you know, endure a little something for, for a minute in time. You may have to wait a little bit. Remember, the Lord is raising you like a parent. And a parent will not, if well, if a parent gives a child everything he wants when he wants it, the child grows up with absolutely no wisdom, only being indulged in every fancy. And that creates folly in the heart. And therefore, that will never come uh, from the Lord. The Lord is teaching us. He's raising us up. And therefore, we might have to wait, but the victory is sure because just as sure as we walk in obedience, as sure as we let the Lord make the heart change, we are definitely bound for victory. And uh, so first one was 11 through 13 says, um, Dan, you want to read it again? 11 through 13 sure, for sure. me. Uh, so 11, uh, okay. rescue those who are being taken away to death, hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Uh, and if you say, behold, we did not know this, does, uh, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man mm -hmm. according to his work? My son, mm -hmm. eat honey for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Mm -hmm. So shall you know wisdom. Is that 14? Oh, okay. Does it go on to, yeah. Oh, wait, uh, yeah. So know that wisdom is such to your soul. 
if you find it, uh, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off. Okay, really good reading. So yeah, the verse 11 is, uh, and two, verses 11 and 12 are married together there and they are a conundrum, right? Uh, fresh and asset grain. Uh, so uh, I do have to go straight to the uh, comment on this one. Um, so see that, let's see, see that you do not hold back uh, from the, to, to help those who are perishing. Um, do not, uh, do not come short of, of bringing deliverance. Now, I'm not sure if uh, this has to do with a person who is going to slaughter under the law or, or going to be slain or, a person who's going to be, I don't, I don't really know. And this comment doesn't say there are three situations here where a true man, instead of avoiding his duty, should discharge it. These are as in Proverbs 24, 10, the near hopeless task, Proverbs 24, 11, a pardonable ignorance. We know that this not, we don't know this in Proverbs 24, 12, such difficult, unanticipated and near Hopeless situations are to be experienced in the Christian life. God pity the Christian who refuses to be involved, saying, well, that's none of my business. Okay, that, that brings us right to it. When we see injustice, like I, I'm big on this. I'm doing some work right now. We we have a country who that has a bias in law. And I love Anna Kane's uh, uh, delivery the other day when she talked to us about positive law. That's what's missing. And I used to say this, that there was no mercy in this law. There is no understanding beyond the quoted crime, right? There is no look into the eyes. There is no background check. There is none of that. It's just hardcore, straight up punishment. And that for some more than for others. And this is what we're coming to right now. When we see the helpless in, in a very um, a, a dire situation where their lives are on the line and we say nothing. See, people didn't like that Black Lives Matter. I don't care who Black Lives Matter. I don't know what that, whatever that group is, whoever is made up in that group, I really don't care. They did something that nobody else was doing at a time when there was great injustice against some people who did not deserve the death that came upon them. Now, what would have been even greater is if had they seen the deed and inter, you know, interjected before the death came. That's that's the ultimate. Remember Jesus on the cross. This is what came to me fresh when you first asked it. Jesus on the cross with two sinners. Either one of them that would have asked for mercy, he would have shown it to them. Only one of them did, and he gave it immediately. In what we would say is the final moment, not even the 11th hour. In the final moment, God rescued a man who had been sentenced to death. And Jesus Christ is the model for what is righteous and what is just and what is equal and what is true and what is good and what is peace. And, all of that, right? And that's what this these two verses are, are are bringing us to. We know that even today there are many who are suffering for the gospel itself. Now, the gospel of Jesus Christ does nobody no harm. What it does, it speaks a truth. And if you happen to be stung when the truth is spoken, that is the scoffer you see. Don't tell me when I'm wrong. You could go to death. And people have done so. And within the body of Christ, there have been those who stood in the way and, and helped. And sometimes they lost their lives. And without the body, there are those who stand and help. And that, I believe, is the essence of this proverb. Woe be unto us when we say it's none of my business. I'm telling you, what is it? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, something is in my mind. Jesus said, then he said, that, um, oh, yeah, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. 
um, the weakest link of the chain is exactly the strength of that chain. You think that because there are strong people, you know, linked there, uh, that the, the chain link is going to be strong. No, the, 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 the weak point is how strong that link is, how strong that chain is. And so in a community, in, in a society, uh, the, these things that we see that are protests that seem to get on a lot of people's nerves, they have good, uh, good reason. And they are operating in a, a, a positive justice. They are operating in an empathy. They're operating in a just manner when un injustice has been, has been um, uh, uh, summoned or sentenced. You see, okay, so let's go now. 13 says, my son, eat thou honey for it is good. And the droppings of the honeycomb, which are sweet to thy taste. So shalt thou know wisdom to be unto thy soul. Ooh, if thou hast found it, then there shall be a great reward and thy hope shall not be cut off. So he's comparing, it's, it, it's, a, it's a simile there. He's comparing the taste of good honey, right? Dripping <laughs> to that, uh, to wisdom once you have found it. What this wisdom will be to your soul like honey that is good to taste, right? And dripping. Uh, wisdom is a precious a possession and your hope will come to pass. You won't be cut off in it. I believe that is the ultimate uh, in what he is expressing here. All righty. So uh, we go on now. Any more questions? I like it. Thank you, Freshens. That was really good. It made us stop and consider that. We are now, let's see. So verse 15 is kind of self-explanatory. not wait, O wicked man, against the habitation of the righteous. Do not destroy the resting, his resting place. For a righteous man falls seven times and he rises up again, but the wicked are overthrown by his own calamity. Remember, the psalmist says the wicked shall slay the wicked. Wickedness shall slay the wicked. So when wickedness goes forth, it's the very the very deed that you <laughs> that you did falls back on you and you are now held responsible and accountable to the deed that you did i love the lord because he is true in his way he will do it he will he will do it and he remember he says vengeance is mine you don't have to do it love your enemy do good to them who despitefully use you pray for them you know that whole uh, sermon on the mount that is you giving into a hum uh, humility before god knowing that he is the recompense. He will pay. He will see to all these things. But we give the love of God always as best we can. Okie dokie. Uh, and then fret not thyself because of evildoers. Hey, it's the same in the same vein. Don't be envious. Yeah, D Daniel gave us that one already. And then we go on to verse 30. My son, well, is it verse 30? Verse 21, my son, fear Jehovah and the king and company not with them that are given to change for their calamity shall rise suddenly and there's destruction from them both who knows it daniel you can stop me anytime you want to say a thing anytime you want to comment mm -hmm. it's all good i'm what you, uh, yes. hearing you talk so <laughs> Oh, just jump in, though. I like hearing you talk, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, so accompany not with them that are given to change. What do you think about that? Change. What is the Bible? Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the, wait a minute. Where is it? Uh, huh, it, it won't come to me, but um, the, the, the those who wibble weeble wobble isn't that the word weeble wobble wiggle wobble <laughs> people who are not steady in their way today they say a thing tomorrow they say another thing today they do a certain way they walk in a certain way tomorrow they they change but Jesus Christ says he changes not there's no change he's steady he's on he's constant he's consistent he's good all the time, right? So we don't want to give company with them that are given to change. And there's good reason to fear Jehovah and the king. And I'm I'm going with the king being the king of kings, the, the who Jehovah is. And 
do not company with them that are given to change. That is, that's a good one. I had not paid attention to that one at all. You have anything uh, to say? I mean, verse 22, you know, disaster will arise suddenly from them. Uh, and who knows, you know, the ruin that's going to come from them both. Uh, yeah. Good warning, you know. Uh, my translation is like, you know, my son, fear the Lord and the king and do not join with those who do otherwise. You know, so mm -hmm. given to change. Uh, really just not fearing the Lord. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, and you know, just looking around, I mean, uh, you know, life is uncertain sometimes and uh, oftentimes, you know, I mean, the Bible says, you know, the Lord isn't mocked. You know, whatever man reaps or sows, that's what he's going to reap also. And uh, yeah. you know, certain lifestyles uh, have, I mean, natural consequences, you know, and there are a lot of those consequences. You know, it's the ruining of a life. Um, <clears throat> even down in, uh, what is it, verse, uh, verse uh, 33, you know, a little sleep, a little slumber. The folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. You know, I'm not sure if it's saying like if you just take a nap, you know, you're just gonna lose all your money, but you know, that lifestyle of laziness, you know, has certain yeah. consequences. And you know, I think even as like a Christian, you know, sometimes the Lord will let you go through certain things if that's what you really want, you know. Mm -hmm. um, just so that you can see how ridiculous it is to do that in the first place and you know change right. you know, come to repentance uh, so like the disaster yeah. rising suddenly like you know if you're folding your hands to rest you know just kind of taking a break you know maybe you're in between jobs you know <laughs> you're kind of like <laughs> for work you know and uh, you know just maybe I'll take it a month longer than I thought I would you know uh, <laughs> So, yeah. You know, one day you're gonna run out of money, and it's gonna be like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, uh, so that's a disaster, a very real disaster that would arise suddenly when you look at your bank account and see zero dollars yeah. inside. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know, I mean, I'm not saying the Lord provide. Uh, I'm kind of speaking to myself here, but yes, you know, certain trends continue, like. You're not actively, I don't know, just looking for work, you know, not saying it has to come that mm -hmm. way, but, you know, like do something, you know, uh, mm -hmm. be moving, you know, uh, be diligent, kind of like what y'all were talking about last night. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just what you have to do, do it, you know, if that's looking for, you know, just whatever you got to do, do it, you know, and keep doing it. Uh, but if you don't, you know, I do believe, you know, the Lord like okay have it your way you know see how sucky this is mm -hmm. you know, maybe you'll mm -hmm. listen next time i don't know <laughs> but um yes <laughs> I, Daniel, that's funny and it is so true it is so true and um i don't know i i would think that all young people have had their day or, or even some old people still have their day because remember i, I was saying the other night that when we partake of uh, certain things in our youth that we kind of don't don't get over it. Like if there are uh, habits that you've developed when you were young, they kind of live with you, you know, until deliverance comes and you could be old. So certain things delay maturity. It's mature to see what you just said, to have that vision and that insight. I cannot stop because the day will come. But but you're also right. The Lord will provide. And so as we are waiting uh, for God, we also are praying. You know, we are praying and we are busy because we don't know what door will open and, and when he will he will uh, show up. So um, 33 and 34 uh, gets me. Yeah. Where's verse 33 and verse four? Am I the right one? Uh, I don't see it. Daniel, do you see verses 33 and 34? In Proverbs twenty-four. Yeah, so a little, a little sleep, a little okay. slumber, a little folding, yeah. Of the rest. Uh, yes. 
sorry. It's, it's starting to rain where I, I am. I'm going to try to find it. Okay. You got to get in, righto. Okay, so I'll read. Light Touch says, as believers, we must keep our hands to the plow. We must not cease in prayer or studying. Attending to the ways of a righteousness can lead to the thief entering when we let our guards down. There you go. That's it. Um, and I guess mine is embedded here somewhere because I don't, I don't have a delineation of 33 or 34. But I went by the field of the sluggard and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns. The face thereof was covered with nettles and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I beheld and considered well. I saw and received instruction, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as a robber and thy want as an armed man. Yes, that's it, right? The, the vineyard is, listen, it's kind of like this house, I must confess. There are some things that I should have done way back yonder when with my money, right? And I didn't, and uh, because I thought it was out of reach. But what happened was a multiplication of the um, the decay or the ruin. And that's what happened. I wasn't really slumbering or sleeping. I just wasn't asking the Lord, you know. What we should be concerned with. And that's that's the meaning. I like it, uh, Light Touch. Thank you so much. We have to keep our hands to the plow. We have to continue in our diligence both in doing the work and in prayer and studying so that we are are in obedience to the Lord. I like this. Be not a witness against thy, thy neighbor with a cause and don't deceive with your lips. Do not say, I will do to him as he had done to me. I will render to that man according to, this is vindictiveness. That's what it, he's talking about here. We have no right to be vindictive in our way, not to anyone. Um, not at all. And um, let's see, prepare thy work without and make it ready for thee in the field and afterward build your house. That's it. You know, it's kind of, this reminds me of count the costs and get busy doing it. Count the costs and then it, it, make sure you are, are preparing and then get out uh, and do what it is you should do. Right, I was writing the money according to this comment. This is great. He kisses the lips who gave a right answer. That simply means that uh, there is an appreciation. Of the, you, if you speak a right answer, it's it's like a kiss on the lips. We are so glad to receive it. All these these are very very good um, um, composite uh, uh, what aggregated. Um, uh, sayings here. They they run together, and so we didn't have a whole bunch of them to deal with. They're just these in aggregation, and I like that. And Daniel has been such a such a wonderful reader this evening. I am so grateful that he's come. Uh, he got caught in the rain. He was outside. He does what I do. I would love to do more of, but I found that it was an, it caused an interference. But I do like the open air. I do like the, the sense that I am reading God's word in the life's in life's context and everything that goes on there. So I I really 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 appreciate him coming. He has been most helpful with um uh, the comments that we've heard today, and I'm so glad that every one of you are here. Balfour, thank you for coming. Um, I misspelled your name first, but I I did indeed um correct that. You are always welcome. Ethan, I'm loving that. Uh, wonderful that you're here. And Fresh in Spaces, Light Touch, thank you very much. In the middle of a Sunday afternoon, you gave of your time and you will be able to hear these again when they are uploaded all in order. So uh, look out for that. You know, I will upload the series and there will be no interruption, nothing that will break them um, up. So you'll one one day at a time or two or three in a, in a day, whatever, uh, you'll be able to hear them. This has been really good. And I've had a lot of fun with Daniel. I had great fun with Ethan. I'm so thankful that you've come. 
Uh, you all are, are so wonderful. To hear the male voice in the reading of God's word is very special to me, especially the young male voice. The Lord is doing great and marvelous things. He's calling a youth group back to himself, and they will be in this land and other lands, those who carry the gospel. And who can know, but before Jesus Christ comes, there will be a true review, as Pastor Thomas said. Not, a, what did he say, no revival, but a review? Absolutely. It's good to hear from youth. Amen. Great show. Beautiful rendering. Imperial, Imperial. I don't know how to pronounce that, but anyway, Daniel, thank you so much. And guys, I want to make an announcement. We shall begin a, a new series. You know, we have seven days left in this month to complete uh, our Proverbs. And so Monday next, next Monday, what is the date? I don't know. Um, we are going to start uh, another session with Pastor Thomas, and, and that will be Living Single with God. Living Single with God. Um, and you're going to probably really have a lot of fun with this because he's not talking about finding a mate. He's talking about what you do with your good old single time as you are uh, living your life for the glory of God. And therefore, it will start and will be at eight o'clock on Monday nights. And we plan to start this Monday night, but that's not possible because we're still reading our Proverbs. So uh, by the grace of God, I want you to join him. And remember, Wednesday night at eight o'clock, we have a session with Pastor Thomas and all that getting, get understanding. And we will read, of course, the Proverbs on Wednesday night at six. And otherwise, it's 9 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. Thank you all for coming. Oh, yes, Tony. We are just at the end of it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, we are also very uh, I'm sorry that you came late. And and Daniel, are you there? Is Daniel there? Yeah, I'm still here. You, you you heard everything I said. I didn't know you were still there. I'm so grateful that you came. If you want to come again before these seven days are up, I would love it. And Tony Richie, if you want to read while we're still in this, I would love that too. And I'm inviting uh, two more young men. I just think it's important that we hear from the male voice, the male perspective in matters. That is important. So by God's grace, we have dined sufficiently. Daniel, you did us good today. Thank you so much. Will you come again? Welcome. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Indeed, we shall see. <laughs> By God's grace. Listen, guys, we sat at a great table today. And what is better than fellowship around God's word with each other, right? It, it's a wonderful thing. And when I get an opportunity to sit with uh, young people, you know, I, I really don't feel like I'm any older than any of you, by the way, except when, you know, I know you need a little nudge in the right direction or something like that. But otherwise, you know, old folks just feel as good and as alive and well as the young folks, you know. So <laughs> this intergenerational thing has to really catch up to what the way we have been living. I bless the Lord for you all. And as uh, uh, Pastor Thomas say, you are to God, you're the most important person in the world. Everybody, right, shares this this place where, where you're very important. And you, so you don't need the acclaim or the applause of men. If you spend time with the Lord and if your ways please him, he will exalt you in due season. That's how that goes. And let me tell you, God does know how to reward his own in ways that the world could never do. And you'll be surprised and you will be happy, fulfilled, and none of that other stuff will grab your coattail and pull you downward. You'll be continually on ascent in the Lord. May he be praised. It's been good, Daniel. Thank you so much again. And for all of you in the studio audience, come again. We shall have a really great time. It's always good. I love it, right? And I hope you're smiling like I'm smiling now. Be, be blessed wherever you are in this world and know that God sees you. He knows you. He loves you. And he will provide whatever you need. Bye-bye. <laughs>